0: and take your Bibles and go to the book of Psalms 139. Psalms 139. We're going to read verse 23 and 24. It says, "...Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, And lead me in the way everlasting. This is David talking here, but notice these two verses, really what he's saying here. I wonder how many of us, very, on a regular basis, really in our hearts, we we pray and we ask God to point out flaws in our life. And point out any wicked way. David, I mean, he took being godly so serious. You know, not only did he search himself, but he went as far as saying, You know, God, I want you to search me and point things out. I think mean, most of us, if we're real honest, um, you know, we're if we just search our own hearts, we're gonna find plenty of things. But let alone getting to the point where we're asking God to help us find things. And I tell you, that is the attitude that we ought to have. You know, see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, get me out of that mess. Lord, make me more like you. And the question I think that all of us need, that I want to ask you tonight, and I want you to ask this to yourself, is what are you? What are you? You know, who are you? I think everybody has an idea of what they want to be, uh, or they may have convinced themselves in their mind that they are something, okay, but what is the truth? You know, I mean, if we were honest, I know I know, none of you, if I asked you this question, would uh, answer it this way. But maybe in your heart you do. If I say, you know, who are you? Well, I'm the most spiritual person in town. I am a very godly person. I, you know, and, you, and just start, you know, bragging on yourself. But boy, some people are like that. I've talked to people who, I mean, boy, they, they have no problem singing their praises. And I I talked to a guy here in town one time, and he was just talking about how he—he said that he was a wonderful Catholic. I mean, just—and I remember, you know, thinking, wow. I mean, this guy too. He and he just started criticizing everybody in town and uh, talking about how hard it was to be a wonderful Catholic around living amongst a bunch of tattooed infidels. That's what he told. Is what he told. I was like, whoa. (laughs) I mean, he was. It was just like, man, this guy. uh, He's not only is he kind of mean. Uh, he really thinks a lot of himself, and that's how a lot of people are. And it they and the, you know in their minds they're fine. That's why people they don't like you know churches that you know preach against sin and call sin what it is. And you know have a pastor get up and and yell a little bit and maybe even point their finger. Hey, they don't like that. I remember one time uh, Jack Partridge. And I referred to him all the time. He was. He was known for his long finger, and he did. He had a long finger, and he was always pointing it. And I mean, he, and I mean, he just it was felt like he was pointing right at you, and he was. <laughs> and I mean, and he could he could spot the lost people, and he would he he'd point them out, and you know, and he wouldn't like draw people's attention to him. But when he was preaching, he he would just do that, and he he'd point that finger, and you just you could feel it. You, you could look you could be in the back row, but you could feel that finger. It was like it was right in between your eyes. Uh, that's what he would do. He he'd point you out, and I remember one day this guy came in, we were having a tent revival, and there's a bunch of people there, and you know he doesn't know everybody, and this one guy came in, and I happened to know his son. And this guy, he was a pastor of an I can't remember what kind of church it was, but it was a very it was a very liberal church. I mean it was nothing like it was not nothing like us and He's up there preaching, and he starts talking about all these liberal compromising pastors and things, and I and you know and it was because he was filled with the Holy Spirit, but I'm you know and and it was like he was pointing right at that guy, and I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, and that guy got up and left. He he didn't like it. I I, I remember I I noticed a little later in the service because you know he was doing that. I was like, man, I wonder what he's thinking because I you know I, and I remember I kind of looked back and he was gone, and you know what? he he got some stuff pointed out that night. Yeah, I, I didn't tell Brother Parchman anything. But the Holy Spirit was talking to that guy. He wasn't used to that. Because from what I knew about his church, I don't think that happened very often <laughs> at his place. And he wanted to run. And a lot of people, uh, they get this image of themselves in their mind. And they get the feeling real good about themselves. And nobody ever really stops and asks themselves, you know, Lord, what do you say that I am? You may remember Jesus, he asked his disciples the question. Whom do men say that I am? And they said, you know some say that thou art elias and some say you know one of the prophets and and their name and all these things and then Jesus asked them the question, but whom say ye that I am? And Peter, he answered correctly and he said, thou art thou art the Christ. And Jesus, he was able to ask that, but I wonder, would we be willing to ask him that? Lord, who do you say that I am? Maybe if you know if we were if we were to try to answer that question, we might say, "Well, you know, we might say all kinds of great things about you." Maybe your family they might say wonderful things about you. Maybe you know, maybe I'll say great things about you, and all the other church members, you know, they're you're this. But what does God say? That's the question we ought to be asking. And so, what what are we? What are you? Well, one way you can tell who you really are, or how one way or how not to tell who you really are, is by what you think in your mind. Uh, Our beliefs can't change the truth. I might think I am the most spiritual person in the world. I might think that I have arrived spiritually, but it doesn't make it true. I've given the example many times, I might think that I'm the greatest basketball player in the world. But just my belief doesn't make it so. Now, I don't care what the Disney Channel says, just, you just gotta believe. That's not enough. I know they always win the ball games and things when they believe, but you know what? There's some, some teams and sports and stuff you're just not gonna win against. No matter how much you believe. They're better than you. And we might believe that we are this, we might believe we're that, but what we think in our mind does not change the truth. It does not change reality. We've got people all over. This world and all over this country that say that there is no God and they really believe it. They really think it. But does it change reality? Absolutely not. There's there's people in churches today. More and more pastors are saying, you know what? Hell, it's not literal. Hell, it's kind of a figurative thing. A loving God's not going to send anybody to hell. And they think that, but it doesn't change reality. And when that day comes where they die, they're going. To go to hell. What we think doesn't change reality. You know, we, and people today, they find comfort in, I guess, what they think. They will, uh, go and surround themselves with people who agree with them. People, uh, who will go along with what they say. Uh, they'll go to, they'll go find a church that goes not, that people these days, they don't try to find one that preaches the truth. They find one that goes along with what they think. What they believe. That's, that's kinda, of, that's kinda of the goal they have. And you know what? Whatever your belief system is, whatever you think, there's a, probably a church out there somewhere that will agree with you. There's a lot of different ones out there. A lot, a lot of churches today are formed because of splits. Maybe one group, so hey, we don't believe in hell, another one did, they split. Hey, if you don't, if you don't like hell, there's churches out there that will go along with what you think. That will agree with what you think, but it doesn't change reality. Our beliefs cannot change the truth. And what's important is not what's in our mind, but what's in our hearts. And we're going to see a verse on uh, a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of myself. That goes along with that. But another way that you uh, how not to tell who you really are is by your intentions. You know intentions. You know, well, my intentions are good, so that means I'm a good person. You know, intentions, did you know they've never accomplished anything? You know, they don't accomplish anything. I can tell my wife, hey, I intended to do the dishes for you, but I never got around to it. You ought, you ought to appreciate that. I wanted to. That's eh, not going to work. It's not It's not going to cut it. You know, I, I challenge you, you know, go a few months without paying your bills. And you call, you know, the bill collectors, the bill collectors, don't worry, they'll call you. And when they do, say, hey, I, I intended to pay the bill. I planned on it. I wanted to. That ought to be good enough. It's not gonna work. They're, not, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna laugh at you. They're gonna say, sorry, that we're not gonna, we're not gonna lower what you owe us because you intended intentions. That does not determine who you really are. Intentions don't comp- accomplish anything. And nobody's ever gonna be blessed. By your intentions. If you need help, I mean, if you, if I see you out on the side of the road with a flat tire and you need help change that tire. Maybe it's cold and the wind's blowing. It's snowing and you need help. You know, and I look if I look out my window and I see you there and I'm thinking, but I really ought to stop and help them. It only helps. It only accomplishes something if I actually stop and do it. And we got so many people today that they're always thinking about doing certain things, but they never actually do it. And just because you think about it, just because you want to do it, it doesn't mean you're this wonderful person. It's uh, And so, the way to tell who you really are is not by what you think in your mind, but by what you think in your heart. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. As a man thinketh in his heart. That's how you realize We've got to learn how to tell the difference about that. I um, said so a lot of people today, they believe in Christ in their head. All right? they've, got, they've got Jesus Christ in their head. They know about Him. They know the Christmas story. They know the story of the crucifixion. They, they know all the answers for how to get saved. They know you have to believe that Jesus Christ is the only Savior. They know you gotta, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They know the verses. They know about Him. They know the stories of the miracles. They know about what He did, how He raised Lazarus from the dead. They know all that stuff up here. They've got Him in their head, but they don't have Him in their heart. And the Bible says it's with the heart man believeth. Under righteousness. With the heart. Yeah, and uh, it's So what you are, it's by what you think in your heart. When we get saved, we believe with our heart, not with our mind. And what's in your heart, and this is the thing you need to get here, what's in your heart is going to show in your actions. And that's how we tell who you really are. That's how you tell who you really are. What you what you believe in your heart, what you think in your heart, is going to come out in your actions. If I, in my heart, hate your guts, okay, I can say all kinds of nice things to you. I can say that you're my friend. I can say that I care about you. And I could do everything I can to try to convince myself that's true. But if I really don't like you in my heart, you're going to be able to tell, aren't you? You can tell when people really don't care for you. I mean, it's just... It's just, uh, a vibe that you get. I mean, it's, it's obvious, it's clear when something really comes from the heart. And that's what people really appreciate too. That's why, you know, if a little kid draws you a picture and you can't even tell what it is. But it's a, you know, and it's a picture, you know, and they're like, this is a picture of me and you. And they give that to you and it's, there's something special about it when you know they did their best and you can just tell that came from the heart. You can tell they did their best. But if I go and do something like that, if I draw you a scribbly little picture, here you go, you're going to be able to look at that and think, you know, this guy... I don't think his heart was really in that. I think he could have done, I think he could have done a little better than that. You can tell. It's obvious. There, there's really no way to explain it. I think, I think you, you all understand. But it's by, by what you think in your heart, that's what it really is. It says, eat and drink, saith he to thee, but it, but his heart is not with thee. It's clear when somebody's with you. It's clear when somebody, uh, really cares and when, uh, what they think in their heart. So we're, uh, the way we tell who we are, it's by what we think in our heart, But then it goes a little further than that. It's also by what you do. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 11 says, "Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure, and whether it be right you can you can tell even this this applies even to children you can tell when a child is doing something from the heart or they're doing something cuz they have to okay you know my kids if i yell at them enough they'll clean up their room they'll clean the house and i mean and sometimes you know they might they'll do it but i mean it's with a bad attitude i mean you can tell you can, after you do it you you might turn around and walk away. You can just feel them giving you the Superman laser eyes, and they're burning a the hole in the back of your head. I mean, they're they're mad. They're doing it. They don't want to do it. Their heart's not in it. They're doing it. But then there's uh, you can they're even but you can tell when their heart's really in something, when they're really giving it their best, and that's what's exciting to see. And you, you can even tell the little kids. You know these kids that were up here today singing their songs. You could tell. I mean, they were doing their best. And that's the kind of thing that people like to see. And the truth is, actions do speak louder than words. And real actions that come from the heart are clearly seen. You can tell when somebody's heart is in what they do. You can tell when they're giving it their all. And that's what shows who we really are. And that's the thing we ask them. You know, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? How am I... As a husband, how am I? As a wife, how am I? As a child, how? What am I doing as a church member? You know, what am I doing on my job? What and what you think in your heart? It's going to come out in everything you do. There's there's um uh, in the workplace. There's people you can tell that their heart is not in their work. They're doing the job, but their heart's not in. And Then there's others. I mean, they're giving it all they have. They're doing the best that they can. And when I, when I worked at Walmart, I remember one time I was I went and I was kind of floating the lanes and going and helping kind of all around. And I went by this one guy's trailer and he's sitting on the conveyor belt and the boxes would come down. We were supposed to stack them all up. And of course, you know you got to do it neat. Stack it all the way to the ceiling. Walmart didn't like uh, shipping air is the way they referred to it. And I don't know what this guy's problem was, but he was mad about something and he was sitting on the conveyor and when the boxes would come down, he'd grab them and just throw them. Grab them, throw them, and there was this pile of boxes just laying there. Uh, he was working, but his heart wasn't in it at all. And I remember, I mean, it was it was it was bad. And I remember somebody told on him, and the bosses went to go check on him, and they went and looked in his trailer, and it was perfect. He had this beautiful wall. Of freight built all the way up to the ceiling, and they went and moved a few of those boxes. And behind that pretty wall, they could see what was in his heart, <laughs> and it was clear that he uh, he was not happy. And of course, he he got in all kinds of trouble for it. And it it, just, it shows in people's work. It shows uh, in, in what they do, and that's and it and that applies across the board. You know what are you, what are you doing? you your like what kind of you know, what kind of person are you what kind of neighbor are you what you know what kind of job do you do the actions speak louder than words and what we are it's always going to be revealed by what we do and it's not, and, and this is, this is the thing that's scary too you can do good for a long time you know there's some there's some evil people out there that are in the ministry that are doing lots of good things on the outside. They have a lot of people convinced that they're great, wonderful people. But you know, if they're evil in their heart, it eventually is going to come out. You see that all the time. People that you everybody people everyone trusted, people that everybody thought was great, all of a sudden they some scandal comes out that they were involved in. Find out they did some horrible things. And people think, how could they have done that? Tell you why. They were evil in their heart. So they they convinced themselves and they convinced a lot of other people that they were okay but they were evil in their heart. It's going to come out. It's going to show it's it's going to be revealed. You're only going to be able to fool people for so long. And the truth is there are hypocrites that can deceive by their works and by what they do, but it's only a matter of time. And the true colors are going to come out. You might think, you know, hey, I'm trying. I mean, you're a lot of times people we deceive ourselves into thinking we're okay. We deceive ourselves into thinking we're good. And go to Matthew chapter twelve, Matthew chapter twelve, and verse thirty two says, "And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost." It shall, not, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. You can you can go plant have a if you have a tree in your yard that you believe is an apple tree. Okay, you're gonna find you'll eventually find out what kind it is. I'm not an expert with that stuff. You're going to know by the fruit. My dad always gives the example. They had a tree that they thought was, I forgot, they thought it was a pear tree or something. And when it, they, they, he planted. And then after a couple years, when it started sprouting fruit, it wasn't what they thought it was. It was like a peach tree or something. I, I can't remember what kind of fruit it was. But they found out, hey, this wasn't what we thought it was. And, they, and after it produced the fruit, they knew for sure. You can tell there's a big difference between an apple and an orange. And the fruit is eventually going to show, and it says in verse 34, it says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words that thou shalt be, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy works, or words thou shalt be condemned. So right there, we, uh, we see that it's what's uh, at the heart, what's in the heart, it's going to produce fruit. And what's happening today is some people, they're saying so loud for so long that they are one thing. That they have convinced themselves. They've convinced everybody around them. And then all of a sudden, this horrible thing comes out that nobody knew about. And everybody's like, what's the problem? The problem was, their heart was evil from the beginning. Their heart, They never really were what they said they were. They... So were they lying to us? Well, yeah, but they didn't know it. You know, there's some people that lie so much, they believe their own lies. I mean, they, they, there's people I know, I think they could take a lie detector test when they're telling some of their stories, and they would pass it. They have convinced themselves in their mind that these things are true. I mean, people, they, they come up with some crazy things, and they believe them. But it's not what you think. It's what you do. And it's eventually going to come out. And that's why ahead of times... Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be one of those pastors that all of a sudden it comes out that they were this wicked person that did all these horrible things. I don't want that to be me. And so if if I'm going to keep that from happening... It's not gonna. I'm not gonna stop it by telling everybody I'm spiritual. It's not. I'm not gonna stop it by just saying I'm this great, wonderful person. You know, a lot of times the preachers that yell the loudest about others that are perverts and all those things are one themselves, and it's like they are. Try. It's like they're up there preaching, convincing them, trying to convince themselves that they are not what they're preaching about. Some of the some preachers are out there. The things that they have preached the hardest against are the things that they are involved in themselves. And you think, what was it? The problem was, it wasn't in their heart. They talked a lot about Jesus Christ, but He wasn't in their heart. He was in their head. Oh, they knew a lot of Bible. They might know. They might know a whole lot more Bible than you or me. But if He's not in their heart, it's going to come out. It's going to eventually show. And a lot of people today, they see these things. They see people that come into church and boy, it seems like they're on fire for God and they're doing all these great things for God. And then all of a sudden, they fall into sin and they get involved in all this wickedness. And they look at that and think, man, they I know they were saved. They must have lost their salvation. And a lot of people today don't believe in eternal security, and they'll base it off things that they see in people. And the problem is that the people weren't saved and then they lost it. They just were never saved. They got Jesus up here. They got religion in their life where it showed on the outside, but it was never really in their heart. They were still evil in their heart, and it eventually showed itself. It showed its true colors. I mean, and really. I know we're not supposed to go around judging who's saved and who's not saved, but you know how we're going to really know and how we're going to be able to tell is who endures to the end. The Bible said that he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Doesn't mean that if you endure to the end, you've earned the salvation. What that passage means is those who endure the end, they're saved. It showed by their works. Someday in Revelation, we've been talking about that on Wednesdays, when we see these people who go and are martyred for the cause of Christ. The Bible says that's how they overcome. By going and being executed. There's going to be people on that day, I believe, that they're going to be going and they're going to have that choice. There's probably going to be preachers. They're going to be preaching during that time saying, you know, we can't take that mark. We can't, we can't take the mark of the beast. You know, we need to trust Jesus Christ and He's going to get us through it. But when it finally comes down to it, they're, when they're put to the really put to the test, they're going to get that mark. You know why? Because they really didn't really have Jesus in their heart. And they're not going to have the courage and the strength to go through with it. Everybody thought they were saved, but they weren't. The True colors came out. You see it all the time. People, you know, maybe young people who grow up. A lot of times, even uh, I've seen it a lot in pastors' homes. Kids who, you know, you grow up in church. You grow up in a pastor's home. You, you're going to get accustomed to a certain lifestyle. I mean, you grow up living under certain rules. You're in church all the time. I mean, if, if anybody, if anybody looks like a Christian, it's kids who grew up and went through church all their life. But you know what? If they don't really have Jesus in their heart. It's going to eventually show. And we see it a lot where they get to a certain point, they're allowed to make their own choices, and they choose to get out. And you don't ever see them again. Did they lose Jesus Christ in their heart? No. They never had him. It was never in their heart. It was something they were maybe kind of forced into doing. And as a you know, as a parent. It's for, you know, my kids, you know, there's certain things they don't have a choice in right now. They're going to church whether they like it or not. I, I, make, I make that decision for them. But I try to teach them that it's right and hopefully it will get in their heart. And hopefully someday I'll, they will do it on their own. There's going to come a day when they're going to be able to skip church and there's nothing I can do about it. They can go and when they turn 21, they want to go drinking, they can do it. I can't stop them. And what's going to determine whether they do or whether they don't is what's in their heart. And that's what we all need to be working on and what we need to be focused on. And so what we've got to do is we've got to make sure we have not deceived ourselves. That is very easy to do. We can deceive ourselves. And so regularly, regularly we need to quote that verse. It said, search me, O God, and know my hearts. Try me and know my ways. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So let's stand together with their heads bowed, eyes closed.